Then you will truly be successful. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to his purpose, it's his purpose, not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. To those who love God, to those who are called, according to His purpose, purpose, it's His purpose, not mine. Welcome to Branch Together. Today we're starting the book of Second Peter. My name is Jared. I'm excited to look at this book with you uh, over the next three days. Uh, before we dive in, let's take some time and pray together. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the gift of daily bread. I thank you for the gift of scriptures that have been collected, these letters, these stories, these poems, in such a different array as so many different people that have uh, sought you and connected to you and learned from you have put these words to paper that have been preserved. I thank you for the church that has preserved these for 2,000 years and the people that have translated these words into different languages so that they can... Um, breathe new life into the Christian community today. And I thank you that these scriptures, uh, these letters, these stories, they hit people today still. People who don't know you open this up or talk to people who know you and, and they explain the stories of you and your death and your resurrection, the stories of your early church and how they bonded together and followed you and how your Holy Spirit does amazing things. Um, you still use those words. You still use those stories in these letters today. And that's why we're doing this because we believe there's something powerful here that still helps equip us to follow you, helps equip us to love and serve, and uh, breaks light into the darkness of people's lives today. Lord, I pray that your light would break into the darkness today. For people who are in dark places, we pray that the, the dawn from on high would shine upon them, and that you would lead people in the path of peace. Open our eyes today, Lord, to see your goodness, to see your love, to see your mercy, to see your truth. In your name we pray. Amen. Simeon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith equal to ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these he has given us very great and precious promises, so that through them you may share in the divine nature, escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Because if you do these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for you. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you know them and are established in the truth you now have. I think it is right, as long as I am in this bodily tent, to wake you up with a reminder, since I know that I will soon lay aside my tent, as our Lord Jesus Christ has indeed made clear to me. And I will also make every effort so that you are able to recall these things in any time after my departure. For we did not follow cleverly contrived myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Instead, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice when it came from heaven while we were with him on the holy mountain. We also have the prophetic words strongly confirmed, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you know this, no prophecy of scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation, because no prophet ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. All right, Second Peter. This man believes that God has shown him that he is to die soon. So he wants his people, the people in the churches he's been visiting and establishing, to know something. And he knows that they know these things, but he's going to remind them anyway. We see that in chapter 1. I, I know you know this stuff, but I got, I got to make sure this stuff stays with you. So you might already know these things, but boy, do you need to hear them again and again. And boy, do we need to hear these things again and again. So here's what he thinks the followers of Jesus need to know. In chapter one, he talks about the divine power that God has given us so that we have all that we need for life and living like God. We have been given power to walk away from corruption and evil and instead to participate in the divine nature. Think about that. We've been given the power to participate in the divine nature. You don't have to live in ways that are not good. There is power through Jesus to overcome that. That's what he wants people to know as he's gonna die soon. That's the message he wants to get across. And then he says, here is how to build that. Um, all of you must make every effort to support your faith with goodness. So he's like, you have this faith. You've started to believe this. You're trusting Jesus. You know what he did for you. You know his death and resurrection. You believe you have power now to, to be like God, to be connected to him. So then start doing good. Okay, you're doing some good. Increase your knowledge. Learn more. Okay, so you're learning more. Grow in self-control. Discipline yourself. Develop some new patterns to grow your faith and goodness. Okay, now stick with it. Endure. Okay, so you're enduring. You're going to grow in godliness. Okay, now grow in affection for one another. Be taking care of each other. Be supporting each other. Helping each other. And then the capstone. This is all love. 
And he's saying, increase in this and you will be faithful and effective. And then he wants to remind these folks of this. He says, listen, this isn't some mystical thing. This Jesus stuff isn't some magic or mysticism. He's saying, no, we, the apostles, we were with Jesus. We saw the voice break in from heaven and speak when Jesus was baptized. These aren't clever myths. We are eyewitnesses. Some good stuff today as we open this letter. Before we end today, I want you to come back to this question. What would you write in the last letter you could write to people you loved? Would your letter look like this? Would it be different? Uh, there would definitely be some differences. We weren't eyewitnesses to Jesus' death, resurrection, and baptism. But you get the point. I think about that today. That's a, maybe a hard question or a heavier question than you want to deal with today. But uh, it's sometimes really, really good and important to think about what matters most at the end of your life and then let that matter most your whole life because that is really what should matter your whole life. So in this letter, uh, you know, uh, in Second Peter, this is what's being written. It's like, hey, I'm... I know I'm going to die soon. Here's what I want you to know. What would you want people around you to know? What would you want them to know about God, about faith, about what you love, about what matters, about what to look out for, about what to be careful for? Think about that today. Let that question sit with you. What would you put in that? All right. That is all for today. Join us next time on Branch Together. Day 84 by 90 Day Challenge. And I was torn between two titles, so... Let's do them both. The first is, for God, I live. It's so simple, but don't forget that you're living for God. You're not living for wealth. You won't be able to bring not a dime back to heaven with you. You're not living for acclaim. I know you would love your name to be on the Hollywood stars, but if it never is, you didn't live for that, for people to step on a star. For God, you live. That's the why. For God you die, that's the reason. If you forget that, you forget the big picture. But I only do, I want you to remember why you live. I also want you to add tax when you think about your purpose. Look at Second Peter, the first chapter. I'll read it starting at the third verse. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory. Though he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, here it is, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge and to your knowledge self-control and to your self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection, love. In other words, add tax. Don't just do purpose, add tax. Make sure that when you are purposeful, you're also a purposeful person that has faith and goodness. Goodness and knowledge. Knowledge and self-control. Self-control and perseverance. Perseverance and godliness. Godliness and affection affection and love. These are the additional components and ingredients of purpose 
that when mixed with faith will change people's perspective of you permanently. So add tax.